Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot's CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at six ninety five. He came kind of right on time, too, man. We were just wrapping up with the show. Yeah, I, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. Like, when I heard you guys talking, and when I heard you guys wrapping up, I was like, oh, that worked out perfectly. Yeah, we always end the show with a... Appreciate you. A segment we call Business and Logic, and it's also it's always talking about to some degree how we see the business and, uh, you know... The logic, um, of the logic uh-huh. behind the business. And... He, you know, he with his knowledge, uh, working with LLW behind the scenes, uh, and, and me uh, being like a guy who's just been a fan. Of, you know, I pee at MLW too. Um, I'm trying. To we, we just always end the show with the kind of like how we're looking at it from that su- su- that side as well. Yeah, because there, there's a lot of money to be made in professional wrestling. You just gotta know where to go to get it and how to get it. We, we, I mean, honestly, with your knowledge of the business and with your, um, with your actually being on television and being a, an actor, you, you would make a perfect business and logic guest. Uh, well, the, I, once I start actually moving into the acting realm, <laughs> I'll make it a lot better. But uh, I mean, you're, you're, I'm essentially an actor. Essentially, you're essentially an actor, an actor right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's. Part I mean, that's part of the, of the exactly right. Like, which we need to discuss more on uh, that character that you wanted, that the, and the, the personality yes. that you want that we uh, we want to create. So I think that 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 actually that actually kind of. Um, is a great entry point to this roundtable. Uh, I was already recording, so we could just go into it, which was dope. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive Reason for Wrestling. Uh, at the table now, we have a special guest again. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> have known red light on recording. I didn't even see it, though. Now oh, I well, see well, Before you said anything, that can get you incriminated a while ago. That's that's journalism one on one. When you call someone on the phone, you have to let them know that you're here recording. And then you say off the record. Off the record. <laughs> off, off the record. <laughs> that's when we pause. Um, but you know, um, we have part two with Desmond Xavier that we promised uh, with the CT. So the whole the whole gang's here. Um, and yeah, it's so, a pleasure to have, pleasure you. To have thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for having that conversation from the last uh, podcast. We've been trying to set it up because it was such an introspective conversation, uh, and I appreciate that. You know, um, and we just want to know more about you. You know, we want to 
uh, definitely uh, see how you approach the business, how you approach your, your lifestyle and, and um, how you see your trajectory, you know, how, how, how you like, you know, what, what is it like for you? Like that, that, that's been Xavier again, you know, like I said, the, the, the segue of the conversation that we just moved, you are essentially playing a part on television. Um, and right now your part is very intricate because uh, your company is now in the relaunching period for oh no the eighth time you know what I mean we don't uh, die yeah. bro. we don't die <laughs> but, Dog, but, this is old school championship <laughs> boxing <laughs> if you ain't knocking us out there are extra rounds. <laughs> Period. You gotta respect it, man. You gotta respect it. Yo, they, yo, Impact has an obscene amount of hustle to just find money and then put talent on TV. Are they paying you? It's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go back (laughs) to Chris's uh, remark first, and I'll get to yours. Um... Actually, no, I'll, I'll address yours first. Yes, they are. They are paying me, and they are paying me well. I'm yeah. able to live comfortably and, and enjoy a lifestyle that I that was a joke, but thought yeah. was going to be a dream. You know, yeah. I, and I, and, but that's, that, that's kind of like the, the thing that's always been standing with Impact, and that's one thing that has been majorly changed is uh, the renovation of the company and the way that it's run. Um, they're not looking for just to make money. Okay. I mean, they are, but... At the same time, they actually care about us. They want us to have um, progress with our careers, uh, progress with our our, our, our personalities, uh, who we are as human beings. Because <clears throat> what we what we if we're if we're happy in life, then work is going to be that much more fruitful for us. We're going to be able to uh, coexist with each other a lot better. We're going to be willing to work with each other a lot better because we don't have outside things taking our minds away to make people easily irritable. How is the work life balance? Uh and that that's that's kinda of, well mine right now is awesome. Um I have a pretty good schedule to where I'm able to maintain having a healthy relationship with my with my significant other. Uh, Erica, I love you. And uh and also still being able to hang out with my boys and work out and play video games and occasionally draw. So like I, I can't really complain about the lifestyle that I have. Um, and, uh, it's, it, it has put me in a position to where I can sit back and start thinking about like the next steps and things like we were talking about from before with acting and things like that. That's a passion that I do hope to, uh, one day be able to get a part of, but right now I'm, 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 I'm fine tuning those, those roughed, those rough talents that I have. So those natural. So with the target, so with wrestling, um, Everybody has an end game, Spencer, for those who watch ballers. You know what I mean? Everybody has an end game. Um, the transition uh, between wrestler and the afterlife of wrestling. We've seen the impact of wrestling, um, the influential uh, aspects of in pop culture um, and medicine and, and um uh, Chris No, uh, Chris Chris Nowinski, you know Harvard, you know with the concussions and trying to make wrestling safer and oh. stuff like that. Like people found their niche. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, it seems like your niche is the, the camera, almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do do you see yourself making like is that 
an intricate part in the end goal to be good at this first level and then be able to make that transition. Yeah. Um, transition, what I'm looking to do with, uh, once I am actually done falling for a living, um, I would love to be on that other side of the camera. Um, or continue to be on the side of the camera that I am, but in, but in a different aspect because entertainment's fun. Uh, entertainment gives you the ability to take people away from their everyday lives, take them away from their their troubles, their worries for two, three hours at a time, and allow them to just be in this moment. Definitely. And that's something special. Oh, yeah. Like to have somebody's undivided attention for that time period. Like it's 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 very um, uh, it's awe inspiring, honestly, because people really invest in this like Uh, think about like the marvel series yeah the level that people believe i mean believe (laughs) in that series (laughs) but no like but but that's how it is because people get attached to these characters and they they find those things that they relate to or they find those things that they despise and it leads to you having um a connection with this that is not like what you would see when you're watching like basketball unless you're invested in that way um or a soap opera unless you're invested in that way it takes time for you to cultivate those emotions um based off of seeing numerous things from numerous people until you find that one thing that really sticks with you and being able to be in front of the camera and being able to showcase things that people like connect with and can help get them through some rough periods or help elevate their high periods. Like that's something amazing. And that's one thing that I really want to be able to to continue to do well until I'm laying on my deathbed. I really appreciate that. Like we always talk about on the podcast, like you guys' dedication to, you know, put your body on the line for other people's entertainment. And it's truly an honor. That's why like I begin like like, you know, nervous for all the breasts because it's like I really respect what you guys do. Uh, as far as uh, the art form, and uh, speaking of that, like, how's how's your body like? Just dealing with all the you know days and day, days and day out, and then I also want to know like, um, do you want to pivot towards acting? And you know, all, is that something that you are interested in like long term in the future? Ah, my body hurt. <laughs> um, like I said, I fall for a living. Um, if you ask a stuntman if they're hurt they'll say the exact same thing but like those are bumps and bruises that you kind of just get used to uh, you build a callus over your body um, that allows you to continue to do the things that you do it's just finding ways to know when to take time off when you have something that kind of aches you okay. um, know the difference between a bump and a bruise um, or something that you need to actually let heal and know, and, and have that, 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 that patience and, and discipline to to be able to determine which one is which and know how hard to go and how hard not, not to go. Now, 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 with his question about acting, I think we had a conversation more so or less about um, you spoke to how your, your schedule is now, your work-life balance is decent now, but how strenuous, like, how many companies do you work for currently right now? Uh, primarily Impact. Okay. Um, but then I also wrestle around the world. Um, Certain companies are a little bit more sporadic based off of availability and things like that. But for the most part, I'm wrestling for about maybe 15. Eh. Current PWG Tag Champions. Current PWG Tag Team Champions was Zachary Wentz. 
Um, then I wrestle at, at, at occasional places. You're like, a hog in the uh, house. Right? Of, uh, actually, I was at House of Glory um, two Saturdays ago. Okay, and uh, which was awesome. It was a uh, it was a great show, amazing show, and um, one place that I really hope to get back to. But it, 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 there are a lot of companies that I'm hoping to be a part of as well. But the ones that I do work for, I'm, I'm roughly around ten plus. So, so with with that. You're, you're spread thin, but you're not spread thin. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 ten to fifteen different promotions. That's ten to fifteen different bosses per se, in air quotes. Um, is there ten to fifteen different Desmonds? And do, do you do you maneuver because that plays a part in acting as well? That that road schedule, you know, reading scripts and going on a road, working for different directors, different producers, which you're kind of used to, but not in the lane because every wrestling company isn't like Impact with television and it's strenuous with, because I know a TV day is what, 12 hours, 10 hours for 12 hours? Around there. It, you know what I mean? Like that's a long day, but then you also have another company where you're like there for like four hours because you just got to travel, get to the room, wrestle, then you out type mm-hmm. shit, you know? So... Uh, is is there different is there different Desmonds depending on the 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 location or, or where you're at? Oh hell no! You get the exact same Desmond <laughs> no matter where the hell I go. Um, I mean, and, and that's the thing like, with like you were saying from before, where I'm playing a role on TV. Right. I am. Right. But at the same time, it's still me. Um, one thing that a lot of great actors do is that they find ways to relate to the character that they are actually portraying on the camera and it makes it easier for you to to bring out those characteristics that that character had because now you are an extension of that person it's authentic Um, you're able to put raw emotion behind some of the things that that person is going through because you may have gone through that and with wrestling it's the exact same thing like I'm being able to showcase what I do um but still being able to showcase my personality. And when it comes to the character that I am in the ring, that's all. That's where that kind of changes. Because okay. there's certain environments where you don't banter with the crowd. Okay. Um, there's some places where you banter with the crowd. There's some places where you go balls to the wall with nothing but moves. And there's some places where you can go a little bit more character-based stuff. And that's all where you, where you kind of separate yourself. And... Is it kind of like like you go to a certain kind of boot camp at certain places to get more inclined in that kind of style or that kind of like so say you, you want to get more character in your work do you go a certain place to wrestle there or is it just like you get you do a little bit everywhere it's more so trial by uh, trial by uh, okay. uh, baptism by fire okay um, you go out there and do it if okay. it works cool if not. Okay. Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> or try it somewhere else. Um, but there's, and that's where the mental aspect of wrestling has to come into come into play because you have to be somewhat of a thinker. You can't fly off the seat of your pants with wrestling. Okay. You can't just go with the motions and hope the, and hope for the best. You have to think. You have to find, like you were saying, uh, Chris, you were saying from before. You have to find your niche. Mm-hmm. You have to find that area where you shine and. That's yours. Like, find that plot of land, put your fucking flag in, say this is mine, and then start building around that. And as you start building around that, that's when your niche starts to grow. And then people start falling into your niche and they start helping you to grow yours because you're also helping them grow theirs. And when you have that bubble of constant progression between the people that you're rolling with, it's it leads to 
crazy results. And there's always that inspiration of, you know, because you, you're building people that you got to get, you're going to inspire, mm-hmm. and that's building your niche. But who inspired you to, you know, in the ways that you've uh, approached the business and how you, what's, what's your style, whether you approach wrestling, as far as uh, just getting into the business? Uh, there's a number of things. And, and now as I sit back and look at things, I have. I have to break it down into, into, into different ways. Okay. It's I can't do just wrestling yeah. because I don't just draw from wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, I draw from film. I draw from music. I draw from acting. I draw from hell art. Like uh, I, I was an art major in college. Um, and I was, huh? I was in multimedia. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> multimedia and animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got my yeah. in that bitch too, okay, I didn't get that. Um, <laughs> I got because uh, hell, brother, I didn't even get that. I had enough credits to be in a, to have my associates, but things wrestling picked up, and I was and I and I and I and I shifted uh, focus yeah. over to that. But uh, <laughs> no, no. no uh, oh, things that people, people that inspire, people that inspire me and help me get to my niche. Um, sorry, guys, I'm still a little high. Um, <laughs> we got the vino, too. and we are drinking yeah, some sangria. Yeah. Um, here, I'm gonna move this if you don't mind. That's uh-huh. fine. Uh, have the ladies sit over here <laughs> or stand over here, I should say. Um, I'm good. Double chocolate chip. They're dead. They're me. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So people that help uh, inspire me and help me kind of like etch out my niche, I guess you can kind of say. Um, early on, of course, Ray Mysterio. Uh, being a smaller person, seeing a small guy to elevate to the levels that he that he did, and 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 break break barriers. I mean, like it, it's hard. It, it, it's 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 very odd to be to say somebody of a different ethnicity that's broken down barriers be, um, based off of their race, but if you look at it, Ray transcended a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't just because of his mask. I mean, his mask was definitely something that was amazing, but it it was just a part of him. Him as a whole is what made people fall in love with him and and became a household name. Yeah. Um, next up with is AJ Styles. Um, AJ is easily on my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling because he has done nothing but perform at a very high level for a very long time and also innovate a style, uh, the hybrid wrestling style, where you are able to use strength moves, um, agility moves, uh, high-flying, striking, and and being proficient at it. AJ is definitely one of the ones that I hold in a very high regard in, in, in regards to that. Now, next up would be athleticism, and that's uh, Ricochet and Pac. Uh, seeing their matches in Dragon Gate showed me that you can take athleticism and and put those into a match with emotion um, and have people attached to it. And I'm blessed that I was able to see the things that they were doing in Japan because that's what made me want to be a part of Japan because they... they they watch wrestling as a spectacle instead of it just being two guys or whatever may be getting sweaty uh-huh. yeah. and, and touching on each other. Yeah. Like, they, like, art, they, like they, a true like, art form. They like, have that emotion behind They're silent them. sometimes. They sit and watch 
until you give them the time to appreciate. It's almost like anime to them. Exactly. Like, like, like anime is a different thing in Japan yeah. than it is. You gotta, give it some, you, got, you gotta give it its time and then you get to pay off. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's time and then a payoff. Yeah. yeah. There's, and that goes into different, that goes into wrestling in different areas. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain ways that you wrestle based off of where you, where you go and things like that. Uh, next up would have to be the, the business aspect. Um, David Starr. David Starr is a huge businessman in regards to the way that he markets himself and the way that he pushes. Uh, David Starr is a professional wrestler out of uh, Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. He lives in the UK right now. He was uh, he trained out in the Northeast, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at Wild Simone's, and um, and he he's blown up. I mean, he's he's been a He's been somebody that's never really been afraid to speak his mind. He was definitely involved in controversy. De- yeah, I'm gonna do my research. And and, and 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 David is a great guy. He has yeah. he has a great heart, and he actually cares about wrestling. And if if you have those two the, those two aspects, it's really hard for me to dislike you unless you do something to me. Um, he's definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with the things that he said um, in the past and things like that. But I have. I honestly have no heat with anybody. Um, I kind of go with emotions with uh, in regards to like handling people and things like that. If you cool with me, I'm cool with you. Um, if you go over and above, over and beyond for me, I'll go over over and beyond for you. So two like, pe- it's... two out of the three people at this table doesn't have heat in the wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> But no, and there, I have I have so many like you, I'm gonna be talking for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, but you said you know those some of your wrestling influences. I'm sure there's more. Um, but outside of wrestling, what are your influences? Like you said you like movies, you like uh, mm-hmm. illustrated drawing. Like, yeah. Well, so. Where where did that where did where did that because all of that comes into the rascal, right? All like mm-hmm. all of that comes into that character. Like we said, that character is, is just kind of a mag uh, a magnification of. Who you are, the person. So, um, in school, like, where where did where did the, where did the drawing come from? How did you get started with illustration, film? What are what are your, some of your favorite films? That like, Scorsese got a three hours on Netflix that I gotta dig into, dog. Like, it's, um, <laughs> all right. So, art. <clears throat> I have ADHD. Uh, so, my grandmother to calm me down, she would force me to draw. Whoa. She would sit me down and say, "Don't get up." For an hour, and draw, and I just got really good at it. Um, and then it, it became a passion of mine. I wanted to be a comic book artist growing up. That's what led to me going to college for media arts and animation and things like that. But um, I found out that that was not my not my calling. I guess you can kind of say I knew that entertainment was gonna is my right, calling okay. because I'm just a natural entertainer from my okay. personality to to what I'm at what I'm capable of uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm an entertainer it's that's what I'm here to do period point blank um, art still a form of entertainment um, transitioned over to wrestling art form of entertainment so it, it, I'm just yeah. meant to entertain hopefully acting another form of entertainment but um that's been a renaissance man and, and that's one thing that I've always yeah. wanted to be once I found out that term of being a renaissance man I it, it kind of resonated very heavily with me. Like being that jack of all trades to where 
you can be that that player that people put in wherever they yeah. need, yeah. and you're going to perform well because you're proficient. Um, of course, there's areas that I struggle in and things like that, but I'm working that on kinda, them. That kind of resonates with me because I, I kind of like myself just to that kind of uh, ethos, that resonance and that kind of ethos. But what I find I struggle with sometimes is that part where I'm like, oh, I'm not a master of, I'm a master of none. Like, you know, I, I'm a renaissance man. I do a lot of things, but like, I'm a master of none. Do you struggle with that sometimes, or do you feel like... I used to. Okay. I used to want to be seen as the best of something. Mm-hmm. Um, to be no, uh, to be... That's a complex, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it is, it a, is complex. a complex. It's a it, complex. It's, it's, and, and it's something that people really don't know well something that people don't understand that holds them back from reaching their full potential because they will just focus on this one thing like I'm I do I love editing film I love filming like those are things that in no way shape or form I mean not shape or form but like they don't really help me with my wrestling in any way shape or form but ultimately it does because while I'm watching that kind of stuff I'm seeing okay let me do things this way so that I can be in front of the camera that way yeah. so it, it so it gives a better reaction that way Absolutely. and like me knowing that by watching that because I love to, to to film and I know that okay music videos need this um fucking highlight films need this like when, what people are looking for uh, in matches when you're being scouted need this so like those are the things that I really like. Like to um, that I'm that I'm working on fine tuning uh, with my wrestling, and this and it's and it's leaning me more towards just wanting to get behind the camera so that I can have that other other side perspective of what it looks like yeah. instead of it just be me looking at a camera, knowing okay, this is what it looks like. I, I need to know angles. I need yes. to know um, facilitate yeah. yes, and all those kind yeah. of things because, like, that's the side of wrestling that I feel is borderline lost. Oh, like, yeah. we have a lot of people that are behind the cameras that are just cameramen. Oh my God! Listen, Kevin <laughs> Dunn, he has been a topic of discussion on this show heavily because the production aspect of and we're like we're missing it we're missing the story yeah. we're missing the emotion we're yeah. missing the actual move motherfucker yeah. like yeah. what are you doing we're, we're not you're not able to actually get that payoff because you're having to allow your imagination to, to make up for but why does stimul- but why does our, uh, it's a, again it's a complex why did our stimuli make them feel that way because we're, they're only doing that because something analytically has pointed to that is what is engaging. WWE. Oh, well, that too, but I mean... No, it, that's 100% what it is. People feel that they have to follow a certain formula oh, that other yeah. people have, have put out there. That's and true. that's what they do. That now, does true. that happen that's in true. film, though? Because no. religious... Okay. No, if you look if you look at solid martial arts films, okay. like films that have action, that, in, that involve fighting, oh. the good ones, they're not fucking... As somebody, if there are two people right here, it's not fucking swing and then camera cut. No, it's an, at an angle to where they can full-on swing and the person's reacting to it. And it carries the emotion that's behind it. You see the person's anger as they're swinging. And then you see the reaction of the person as their head is being whipped, back, whipped to the other direction because of the impact. 
when you if they do this and as the hand gets ready to uh, connect they cut and then it goes to like a front uh, go, and it goes to a different view yeah. and then all you just see is the guy's reactions it's like the see the reaction of the guy going like this it, it, you, it, you you lose the emotion of the moment yeah. completely yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I appreciate that kind of look into the, to the business because like yeah you want to create uh, a fluid kind of like you know Art, like you said, like, like your masterpiece, you know, and, and I think that's pretty much to be uh, to be a lot of honestly, that's pretty cool. Now, how important are agents um, right now with the companies that you're with, especially with Impact, who is on television? Um, are there a lot of TV guys, or are there, are, are, are there wrestling guys that have been on TV there? Because there's a difference. There are agents, first and foremost, amazing. Um, and the reason why they're amazing is because a they give us the freedom to do that we need do what we need to do. They just make sure that we do it safely, properly, yeah. and the way that is needed in order to progress certain things. I feel that an agent of a match should be a wrestler, somebody that has done it before, so that they understand the timing, so that they understand like just what it feels like to go out there and do the things that we're doing. Um, that also goes back to people being behind the camera. It's so much better if you have people that understand wrestling behind the camera so that you can have those moments where, okay, this person did this. They're about to stand tall because that's a signature thing for them. So let me make sure that I have the shot ready so I can catch them as they look tall, as they, as they stand strong. Big move happens. All right. Ready for the next one. Standing strong. Cut. May I, uh, switch. Switch over to the next one. But that's such a fluid. That's 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 wrestler, agent, agent, producer, producer, director. Yeah, that's a lot of people in that that's chain. That's a lot of people in that chain with 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 fluidity in the in the communication, which is very hard to do. But your company is small enough to where it can happen. That's yes. Now, in regards to some other companies and things like that, that's where you just have to have the right people in place to where they're able to make those decisions without without it having to be disseminated through a whole bunch of people. Okay. When you have a show that's been recorded and you can go back and you can edit, that makes it a lot easier because all those cameras are still recording. Yeah, for sure. So you can get all the cuts and the angles and all the things that you want as long as people are in the proper position. And with that, you still have to understand wrestling. Um, but when you have like a live promotion and things like that, it's a little bit more difficult. That's when you have to have that person that's in position that knows, okay, this, 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 not this, 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 and be able to determine based off of what they know or what they, I don't want to say believe because it's, it's, it's hard. And I can't really say no because all things are subjective, but in regards to, like how it works. There's just been way. There's been ways that have shown that things just work. Yeah. Like you can't like Wrestling Society X. We now know that special effects do not work in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and, and you gotta try. You said it's like uh, you said you said before that it's trial by fire. Kind mm-hmm. of you gotta go out there and try things. And that in, in the macro as- aspect, it is trial by fire. We mm-hmm. see new companies just try new things to see how. Uh, wrestling evolves, you know, and, and it's curi- it's curious to be in this position where people can work so many places, and I think it's pretty cool that there's so many uh, avenues where people can express themselves and in different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the atmosphere and the, and the structures do make it what it is. Um, but outside of wrestling, um, 
Yeah. What are your interests? You know, like what do you like? You said you, you like to draw, mm-hmm. but like anything like specific as far as like what are you watching or what are you like playing in video games? Um, oh, playing. Uh, I'm playing a lot of NBA 2K right now. Gonna have to dust that ass. Too, <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, like dog. I only play my player. I haven't played Madden in a long time. Uh, see, I'm a Madden guy, so but I but I'll play Madden. <laughs> like I have no problem playing a game. Yeah. Whether I'm good at it, that just depends on whether or not I catch up on the controls quick enough. But I'll play any game. I but I and, and but if I know I'm garbage, I won't play. Right, I know I won't play. Um, but 2K is definitely the one that I'm playing right now. I hop on Call of Duty a lot. Um, me and the boys, Zach and Trey, we uh, I see we play story, a lot of Call of Duty. Heavy with the with the numbers, the dog. Numbers, numbers, numbers. If your KD ratio is not one and above, you ain't playing right, baby. You ain't yeah. playing right. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, me and Erica. My wife, we play uh, Little Big Planet a lot. Awesome. Um, Little Big Planet, we play Mario Kart together. We play Mario Party together a lot. Of Mario okay, we're well, very Mario competitive. Party's to fight some my crew. Dog. <laughs> All right, look, Stealing we stars. for the longest we had a rule that we would not steal stars or coins from each other. We would only take from the other people that were playing. Mm-hmm. This girl took them from me one time. <laughs> Woo! It's been and it began. It's now cutthroat. As soon as you get a star, you better hope I ain't got enough to yeah, steal it. You better yeah, hope. So that's crazy. That's, crazy. No, man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, uh, what movies you watching? Uh, Backdoor Sluts number five. <laughs> <laughs> one and two, awesome. Three and four. I'm looking forward to six. Looking forward to six. Um, no, so my favorite movies are uh, favorite movie number one is The Matrix. Oh, um, I can't say the trilogy because I wasn't a fan of Revolutions. Yeah. Wow. Revolutions is too much of a love story. Too much of a love story. This one is one of the best of all movies of all time. Dog. Like, the, the, Dog. The, the mind trick it did on me. Like I've just, been trying to go it's... back and watch it for like the longest. I haven't went back and watched it, but I will go back and oh. give my due diligence. Definitely gotta watch what it. What you have to do is let go of any notions that you have of this world okay. at all. Okay. Religion. Uh, what's socially acceptable? What's possible? Okay. All those things, because honestly. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. Watch this as if it is something that could open your mind to that world. Okay. And that's how, from the first time that I watched it, I watched it because it was awesome. As a, it was a martial arts movie. And then I grew up and watched it. And I was like, these, the Wachowski brothers, A, they took the Bible and made it into the movie. Yeah. People don't know they that. They did. Really? 100%. Yeah. It's the story of oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. It's the story of Jesus, dog. Yeah. One hundred percent, the story of Jesus. Yes, it is the story of Jesus. And and the Matrix, the the, uh, the first Matrix is on Netflix. Actually, all three of them are on Netflix. All three of them are on Netflix. Get blow, watch them, and you will have a completely different perspective on life. Like honestly, like it, it it really because we do not. Understand the capabilities of our minds. We don't know what our minds are able to do. Like, there's so many things that are out there that we do not just see because our eyes are not able to see it. Like the electrical fields that are around inanimate objects. Inanimate objects. If you are able to harness your own electrical field. Uh.
I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have thyroid eye disease and the pain in the back of your eye is forcing bad words from your mouth, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. Push your own electrical field out. You can move other things. There's, um, there's this group called the Gifted Children that can, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, but I think I've seen a video of these kids bending spoons, so... I mean, it's, you never know. And that's what it opens up to. Uh, yeah, the thing. It's like the energy. Honestly, I believe in it. I'm a cold energy guy. I, I am 100% on energies. Um, if I meet you and I, I'm very tactful with the way that I interact with people. Um, I read energies very heavily. Um, that's the reason why most of the time, if I'm new to an environment, I'm quiet. I'm yeah, quiet and I'm quiet. scoping because I, I read people's energies. I see what people do. Um, I see how they interact with others. And I understand that there's certain relationships that are a little bit closer than other people have. But right. ultimately, people interact with general people in general the same way. And after observing that, that's how you kind of know how you can interact with people. A strategic move. And it's it's more so just so that you don't rub people the wrong way or um, or say something that can offend because everybody's so sensitive. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's and, and I but at the same time I understand because it, it hurts to have your, your feelings hurt. Yeah. And now people are willing to actually speak up about it. So we can't really not when people say don't talk like that because they're hurt by it. It's understandable, but like you can't be heard about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't no, be heard about everything. Everything is perspective. Everything is perspective. Yeah, it's, and, and that's the thing you read. And when it comes to energy, reading energy and, and noticing people that, that that's it, idle to like your own self survival, self preservation, and uh, how you move through the world. And also, I don't want to cut you off. Sorry. Speaking along with energies. If you get yourself around people that have those positive energies, those energies that are infectious to you, and they have the exact same mind state of you in regards to progression or in regards to just fine-tuning things that are not right in in their life, it's special. And those are the kind of friendships and relationships that you do your best to hold on to because it's going to do nothing but help you out in different avenues of your life. You, If you can have that person that you know that you can lean on when you're weak, it makes it so much easier to get through that struggle than when you were doing it alone. Do you have that relationship in, in, in your profession? Uh, do you, like, uh, is, is, are there people, um, because we've... From the outside looking in, has known wrestling to be a doggy dog world, mm-hmm. but also 
it's like the NFL, mm-hmm. right? It's a community within the community. Yeah. Like, there's only 450 of us, but, nigga, I gotta be the top quarterback of the top quarterback. I gotta be the highest paid defensive end. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a competition. Like, in wrestling, we know it's a doggy dog world because people gotta make their money. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a community and a camaraderie uh, as far as energies go, especially with you bouncing around in different locker rooms, different head of the locker room, different energy, different people, um, and do you have th- those tempos, those steadfasts that you can lean on when when things are a little bit tough? Oh, number one, Eddie Kingston. Hands down. Uh, Eddie is the father of wrestling right now. And I don't know if he knows it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he does, but he's just not really trying to uh, <laughs> really, I guess, assume the mantle, but that man is the father of wrestling. Really? Right? People do not understand the level of respect that they have for him. Shout out to Eddie Kingston, man. One hundred percent, like that. I, I I wish that I was that I, I could spend more time with him, which I should, because he doesn't live very far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, the great thing about him is that he understands life. He knows that people are busy. He knows that people need their time off. And the thing is, is that he's there. Um, Eddie is a great guy, not only in the locker room but outside the locker room too, because you can come to him with things. Not only in ring things, but life situations. Um, because he's had a very rough life. He's done a lot of things. He's had a lot of things done to him. Um, so he can give you like in depth insight because of his uh, because of the things that he's gone through on what could possibly be. Um, and those are the kind of people that you need to have as a uh, as like a, a totem okay. for people. So that, that, so that they have that little bit of reality to kind of pull them back in because he's real as fuck. You need people to ground you. You need it. Like, yeah. you need that person to be a little bit hard-nosed on you. Like, think about it when you, with your parents. Like, everybody loves their mom yeah. because she's a little bit more lax than dad. Dad's that one that, that mm-hmm. as soon as he says something, that's it, mm-hmm. period. Point blank, there's no budget on it. Exactly. And you have that, like, that respect where you don't want to let that person down you want to live up to their expectations and you want to uh, and you want to not have something bad for them to tell you. You want them to be like, yeah, that was yeah, dope. Was Great crazy. shit. Like that's like you have that feeling with Eddie. When Eddie is in so the locker room, figure. oh one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Second is Sammy Callahan. That like that's my wrestling what dad. What up, champ? That's 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 <laughs> my my personal wrestling dad. Uh he's He's he was one of the, he was the one that showed me that good energies, good personalities, and wanting to help people will lead to you having better things in your career. Because when you are doing nothing but putting out good energy, good energy comes back to you. And when you're putting that energy out to so many people, that's good energy coming back from every single person. Sammy was a guy that I'm, I was late to the party to. Um, I necessarily didn't know of his backstory, know of him prior to, I think, 2014, 2015. By then, Sammy had put in this fucking work. He was already, you know, yeah. really sought out to be. But um, he came, he did, it, he did that quick run to eat, and then when he left to eat, and then the springboard of him just... Mainstaying and ma- maintaining that role. You wanted to know another person that inspired, like the niches, being a strategist. One hundred percent, Sammy Callahan. Okay. Being able to take a step back and look at the landscape of things and know, like, this ain't working. 
This is not working. Okay. Let me figure out the next fucking thing. And that's a very hard thing for people to do. And I was I was very blessed to be able to be underneath his wing during a lot of that stuff. Like I was there for his first match back at Rockstar, which was really only his third out of the E. So like his mind his mind state right now was all over the fucking place. And me seeing that and and seeing what came out of it shows me that's the mindset that you have to have in order to be able to put yourself in the position that he kind of has. Granted, you're not going to have the same results because everybody's different. But taking a step back, assessing a situation, and figuring out what the next thing to do is always the best option for you. If you have the opportunity to, and if you don't, find a way to make that opportunity for yourself to step back and look at what's going on. See what's coming to see what's going on in your life and then kind of you kind of have to be a little bit of a psychic. Yeah. And predict what may happen for you. Okay, if I work this company, it it's exposure in this company, it's exposure in this market, this company, this market. All right, I have this footprint. Cool. Now I only have to work seven companies and I'm pretty much known around the country because I'm hitting all the major markets and that is the way that you market yourself because now you're being able to be seen in front of people and when you're being able to see when you're able to be seen in front of people they're able to attach to you a lot better than yourself and and that's you gotta respect that um but you also gotta be super super it's also like possessive like all right i'm gonna make this you know you gotta take that time on yourself and say hey we're sitting down and figuring that out so it, it takes that type of, type of drive, and you can, you, when people go there, because everything that happened with NXT, that could have, you know, that could break another person, you know, leaving NXT. But when you pivot it's broken that, a lot of people, yeah, and you pivot that to something to that creating your own new character, and then you know things going OV, it's incredible. You know, it's just a whole different pivot, and and, it I, and I was to do that. And I've worked with Sammy um, briefly in MLW. This, this, he did. Some stuff with MVP, um, shout out to MVP, and he did some stuff with, uh, <laughs> and he did some stuff with, uh, uh, fuck, anyway, it doesn't matter, but he, he was a delight to, to work with for the simple fact of the blending of, you said, energies, for one, he will, he, he will work with and for anyone, and for two, um, his ideology of the business and where to go and how to take things and this they had a bro, him and MVP had a broiler room match um, and I was the set producer for that and the stage setter and everything like that and we set this but the idea of him having that and and, and quasi producing that and him having it you know what I mean like it worked because on TV it worked you know what I mean like it, it was presented well. Um, Having the foresight and the the ability, the freedom with some companies to do certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in NXT and had the gimmick that really doesn't fit who he kind of was or wanted to be, or had the restrictions and not to let shit. that be mm-hmm. the character that it could have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, you know. I, it, I guess that's kind of why we like having you around and like having a conversation with you because we have a direct connection to the business and the tearing, or not so much tearing to, but the the attachment to. You know what I mean? Like, you know, 
why is wrestling a fascination to us and yeah. for for you guys to to entertain and like you said this it, you, you know, know I appreciate your perspective it, man because it's definitely something that uh, makes me think as far as uh, you know because you, you you're living it you know and, and we appreciate that um, because we we watched it and like you know I wanna I wanna write I wanna produce I wanna ref I wanna but you was like now nah, I'm gonna take this leap you know what I mean what what emotional attachment uh, made you jump off the porch per se because entertainment is entertainment. You know, you could have been a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, you could have you know I mean? like, <laughs> I wanted to be in high school. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, wrestling has this, this ineptability to like grab, grab hold of the people and never let fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, what was your story? Like, when did you, you know what I mean? Like, what, you? Yeah, what, what, what? Grab, not grab it. Honestly, man, it was, it's hard to say. Like, there's always that want to do rep, to to be in professional wrestling, like you said from before. Right. Um, I could have just been a, a, a graphic design artist for it. Um, I could have just gone directly into the film aspect. But like, it, I I got in the ring and I took bumps, and I was I took a first few bumps and I ran the ropes and I was like, this just feels right. It just felt right. Um, ever since, like, at, I, that was a, the, the first day I signed a waiver, took some bumps, ran some ropes, watched practice, went home, went through my whole shift of, uh, of work, and, which was a 12, 14 hour shift, 14 hour shift, and then drove an hour and a half to practice, did practice for an additional four, oh. and then was late to work the following day because I had to be there at 430 in the morning. So I got out of work at what, like six ish. I got the train. No, I got out of work at like five because I had to be a train at seven. It was seven to eleven. Drive an hour and a half back. And then I didn't sleep. And this is I tried to sleep. Is this back home? No, this is out in Maryland. Okay. Uh, this is when I was stationed uh, at Andrews Air Force Base. Okay. And uh, my uh, my friend Rudy, he sent me a message saying that the, this wrestling school opened up. Uh, out in Maryland, and uh, I was headed by Gilbert, oh, uh, Gilbert. <laughs> the longest reigning light heavyweight champion of the yeah, WWF. Time, man. <laughs> they can never take that away from him because yes. that belt is never coming back. Never never back. back. Um, nor is the name because yeah. it was WWF light heavyweight champion. That's true. So he holds that record, and no one can ever tarnish that. Uh, but that man never at all did anything in the ring with me. So it was he was just the marquee oh. name on the uh, on the. Uh, on the school, but uh, Ramblin' Rich Myers and Earl the Pearl, the Holy Rollers of uh, of Maryland, they were my uh, they were my trainers. And Ronnie Zuko, Soda Pop Ronnie Zuko, who was uh, who was awesome. He they they really took me under the wing and they, and they built a great foundation. And if it wasn't for those guys to show me that there is like a brotherhood with this, it's not all doggy dog. Like, there are people that actually want the best for you, yeah, that yeah. care for you, that want mm-hmm. you to succeed. And, of course, everybody wants to make their money. But if they can make their money and somebody else can make their money as well with their help, do it. And that's the kind of mentality. That's that's what I saw early on. And then I got to meet Rich, Rich Swan, uh, at Maryland, uh, at MCW. And uh, he, he just finished the match. He came back from Japan. And... Uh, he was taking off his gear, and I went up to him as a fan because I was watching his Dragon Gate stuff. 
And, uh, and I was like, yo, that was an amazing match. Uh, do you mind if I pick your brain a little bit? He was like, yeah. He stopped untying the shoes, chopped it up with me for 30 minutes, and, yeah. and like broke things down. Like He told me how things will be. He said, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. But if you go at it with the right mentality, be smart with it, and don't give anybody a reason to not like you. I mean, granted that everybody's going to find something, but like, don't make it, don't make it easy. I mean, you got to have a little bit of secret, uh, a little bit of secrecy to your life because you are in the limelight. There's a lot of people that know about the things that you're doing. Sure. But when you are able to get through that and have that, that separation between life and work, it's going to be great. And once he told me that, like he, sh- he, he showed me how you were supposed to be to young guys in wrestling okay. because people don't do that anymore. I try to. I do my best to push that along to Zach and Trey too. Whenever they come along to, whenever they come across somebody with potential mm-hmm. that needs that little that word, those words of encouragement, yeah. or hey, this was great, this wasn't. Mm-hmm. Work on this. Keep doing this. Like you just sometimes have to hear that, and especially if you get it from somebody that's actually doing something, it means the world. So like. Those are the things that need to be a part of wrestling again. Like the the positivity of wrestling because this is something that is amazing right now. There are so many avenues for you to make money. Whether it be in the ring, as an agent, fuck, um, as an artist because people are always looking for new uh, for new gear designs, shirt designs, hell, websites, things like that. Like wrestling right now is a huge money pot. And if you are able to, yes, make as much money as you can, but you can't make all the money. Yeah. Right. Don't let it slip yeah. through the cracks. Yeah. Like, if you know that there are people that need something, Look give out. it to them. Yeah. Give them that little push. Now, because what, what, they may end up helping you later on as well. Like, you, you never know. What you said, Matt, um, and, and, and I guess we can kind of, this will kind of lead us to our kind of final conversation to encapsulate why we gravitate to you or want to talk to you. Um, you alluded to it a little bit with your conversation with Rich Swan, but your introspectiveness on what you just said makes me want to have this conversation more. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who Desmond Xavier is, he's black. Okay, he's he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a black he's a black man. You know what I mean, <laughs> you know, but he, he's a, he's a black man uh, and uh, that that is in the wrestling business. So <laughs> that hasn't necessarily, for the most part, been um, uh, up and up towards us in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, your ability to see through that, see the good and what it can do, and also be a light in the business. How important do you see yourself and that community of us that are in the wrestling community? Cool. Um, I don't see myself in, I guess, the position that a lot of other people see me in. Okay. Um, I guess primarily because I'm doing it. Okay. Um, so I don't really see the effects of the things that I'm doing. One 
all the time. Right. Like, I know that there's people that come up to me and say, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. And, like, I can tell when they mean something outside of just my wrestling moves. Um, it's... That's that part of wrestling that's a bit more awe-inspiring, too. Like, when you can have your... Your... Um, your co-workers, your, 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 your comrades, your compadres, whatever the hell you want to call them, your boys, that are in the locker room with you, and they're able to give you that, like, it's not a wrestling appreciation. It's an appreciation of you as a person. That is awesome. That is fucking amazing. And, uh, I don't know, like, it's... That's one thing that I just really want to pass along to people, and it's not just the people of color, because this just needs to be passed along to everybody and that's one thing that I and, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people do like me is that I, I don't see color I see color right. because I see the things that color has to combat and have to go against but I don't see color in, in the aspect of how I treat people or how I help people or how I look to better them when it comes to people when it comes to black wrestlers, I'll say it. When it comes to black wrestlers, it's hard. It's very hard for us. Um, and it's very difficult to be, because we don't come from the best of homes. Most of most professional wrestlers don't come from the best of homes. But being black, you really don't come from the, a lot of the best of homes. So there's a lot of tendencies and and, and characteristics that we have that don't resonate very well in the entertainment industry. Not to mention all the things that's happened before in, the, in, in, in history and things like that. So we're in a constant, constant battle. No matter how much progression we have, not just in wrestling, but in life, no matter how much progression we have, there's still going to be an uphill battle. Um, and that's just for anybody of color. Um, because a lot of times in, in, in around the world, it, it feels like there's just separation instead of us just being human instead of us just being Chris CT Davion not Des Davion like myself I'm not just a black man I'm a black man that I mean, I'm a man that loves video games that loves his wife that loves his family that hopes to have a house and a dog so that my son can play in a, in a backyard for my kid to play in and a lot of times there are things that are put in our way that don't allow us to have those kind of things or allow us to enjoy those kind of things. And when you get put into a position where you can kind of help prevent that from happening with people, you do your best to do that. Um, because I had people that helped me that weren't of my color. And that was because, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional with this. No, it's fine. Um, I didn't have black wrestlers outside of Swan and Swerve. Shout out to Shane. Shout out to Shane. Um, Big dog Shane. It is difficult being that, uh, being a little bit of a totem for people of color in wrestling. And uh, it's kind of hard to kind of look back and, and, and see like the progression that you've had. You and you look at the people that have helped you, and then you see that they don't have a certain mind state or a certain ideology 
that prevents them from helping somebody right. just because of the color of the skin. Right. And when you have those kind of people, those Sammy Callahan's, the ones that will go above and beyond to help you, not because of the color of your skin, but because of who you are mm-hmm. and what you possibly can contribute to wrestling, that's special. And that's what I hope to be. I hope to be somebody that can, I don't know, inspire the next generation. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're already doing it. I mean, it. you, bro, you uh, keep doing it. Exactly. Like, that's, and, 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 and I, I, we appreciate you being open enough to, to, to let us, to, to ha- because, man, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> honestly, man, realistically, man, um, we, as we watch wrestling, try to look at wrestling from just an entertainment prospect. We try to look at it from film. We try to look at it from business. We try to look at it from lots of We also look at wrestling wrestlers from a humanizing perspective, yeah. like sports. You know what I mean? Like these guys have families. They deal with anxiety. They deal with depression. They deal with injury. They deal with all these things. And just because they're in a certain position that we're not in, we seem not to see them as human. Yeah. And, and, and they get lost in the transgression and the conversation. And to have the emotional breakthrough that you have in wrestling, so niche, so 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 refined, you know what I mean, in, in this presentation. And to have people that have an impact, uh, no pun intended. I guess that is what wrestling is, right? That at the end, like that is why at thirty plus years old, we're involved in it, we're enthralled in it, we're we're, we're enthused by it. You know what I mean? Like wrestling generates that to where these bonds and these connections mean something. They matter, you know what I mean, on a, on a macro level of life. You know what I mean? Like, we take this little thing, this little sliver of entertainment. We have so much to distract us. Video games, TV, all the streaming, that all shit, we doing a podcast. Like, mm. everything to take us away from something that is, like, real life-based. And then when real life-based gets thrown into that shit, and you have people to help you with the real life shit in that... It's just like, goddamn, life isn't what they say it is. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, life life presents so it's poetry in motion of how art subjectively moves through people's prisms. It really connects us all, and um, and that bond, that 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 bond of brotherhood, and whether whether it's and it it really is. Crazy because I've seen it inside, the, like the, between you guys, the wrestlers, and I've seen it outside of the wrestling community mm-hmm. with the, the bond it builds. So it's such a special thing. And, Me um, and CT met as legit. I needed a, I needed a place to stay. He had a, a room in his apartment. I just move in. My TV's in the front room. It has WWE Network on it. I'm watching wrestling. He's like, oh, you watch wrestling? I'm like, hell yeah, pretty I watch much, wrestling. Pretty much a stranger, you know, like a you stranger. Know. <laughs> like we were strangers two years ago. Yeah. But a bond of wrestling. Bray Wyatt is our favorite wrestler because of the the, the film of how he just brings the different elements of wrestling. We, <coughs> we gravitate to that. Like wrestling creates 
Generational bonds. My uh, my one of my best friends, Christopher Montalongo. We uh, we connected through wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> I was in. If people don't know, I was in the military six years uh, in the Air Force, and uh, very welcome, brother. Um, and I was doing cleanup duty, and I was cleaning up inside of our day room. And in our day room, we had a nice little clipboard that just gave clip notes of things that happened in the world because we didn't have TV. Basic training, six weeks of just straight up training. Whoa, brainwashing. Oh what yeah, a, you were you were a, different. What a what a what a vacation that was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had tech, I had tech school after it too. See, you're, see, you have what do you guys have training after basic? Yeah, we got training after basic. So basic was twelve weeks, and then we had another month of of, of training. We had we had basic was twelve weeks. Then we had uh, a marine combat trainer, which was a month, and then we had our MOS schooling, which was however long that was. So my schooling was six weeks. So I pretty much had trained for like damn near like a, a year. I was in training for like seven, based off of, based off of everything that happened. Um, but during the time period of uh, when I was cleaning, I was reading those clip notes, and I had seen that Chris Benoit passed, oh. and I said it out loud because I was that shocked. I was like, Chris Benoit died, and out of nowhere, this hip pops out of the bathroom and goes, Chris Benoit died. Walks into the day room and reads and reads the, uh, the little paragraph that describes everything that happened. And ever since then, he was, we've been friends. Uh, we went through tech school together. We went through our first and second base together. Separated the exact same day because we went in the exact same day. Um, it, and to this day, we are still best friends. Um, and those are the kind, and, and I have many other um, connections that have happened just because of professional wrestling. But that's the one that resonates the most with me because I did not know this man at all. I never talked to him. This was like two weeks into training too. Never talked to him. But we made that immediate connection because of wrestling. And then from there, we would, whenever we were like chilling, we're like, yo, so who's your favorite wrestler? Yeah. No, no, no. And, and we would just talk about things like that. And, and like we got to know each other because of wrestling. And then once we were in tech school and we got to hang out, we would watch wrestling. And then we would just hang out and not watch wrestling and you and then you become friends but like yeah going on rambling now yeah, but like yeah. you uh having that it's, it's it's wrestling is just such a very very special thing it's essentially a male soap opera yeah if you is. think about it it's a, yeah, it's a male soap opera with a lot more action that happens to be live sometimes yes and and for it to be something that is so simple, yet so complex, yet still so simple. Yes, it's baffling. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yo, we we like yo. We try to make logic out of illogical <laughs> circumstances, so and it dry, It makes us look crazy. Yeah, <laughs> because our girls be like, "So what happened again?" <laughs> but he throws a fake punch and he falls. Like what? Like. <laughs> No, he's actually like punching him a little bit, but it's not hurting him. You know what I mean? Like, ah, never mind. Just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> no, that that fall from twenty five feet. Nah, that, that shit was, was real. <laughs> that shit was real. Ain't no. You all been there. Ain't no fabricating that shit. Ain't no fabricating that shit. 
but not like that. And that's and that's one thing that I'm um, that I'm very blessed and very appreciative of is to be in this career and be in this career field that gives me the avenue to connect with so many people because I, I, I do feel that I have somewhat of a mind state and ideologies that excuse me that was that was odd that could help um, certain people with certain things that they may be going through. Um, so I, I do hope that the platform that I have created and whichever one that I end up creating uh, in the future can help further push along what I feel that my ultimate calling is. Um, and that's just to help people in this world. Um, I feel that I'm meant to be a shaman. Um, I'm gotcha. here to help people through their with their journey in life. I mean, granted, I, the path that I've been on is one that's mine. Uh-huh. Um, but the things that I have done the struggles that I have gone through and the ways that I have overcome them, um, those are the kind of things that I can pass to people. Um, the the way that you attack situations, the way that you have to strengthen yourself before you attack certain situations. Like, you sometimes just need somebody there to give you a little bit of insight like that because you don't always think like that. Granted, I smoke a shit ton of weed, so <laughs> I'm not always in my mind. So whenever you're not in your mind, you attack, you approach things in a completely different avenue than what you normally would, and it comes up with results that you normally wouldn't have gotten because it's not you, not your normal self. Thank you for that. Thank, wow, thank, thank you for that. We look forward to everything you do in Beach. We'll be a part of that too. You know, we are. Oh, this ain't done. Yeah. We ain't done, yeah. baby. Yeah. I have a feeling that y'all may be swinging through my house sooner or later. Yes, and then sir. you guys can thank me for being a friend. Nah, yeah, thank you. Thank sure. you for being a thank friend of the podcast. Good. Thank you for taking the time out. Of, uh, uh, again, it's your off day from a busy fucking schedule. I know this is it within the two weeks that you got time off. You can spend it with your lady, playing the game, relaxing. Really um, thank happy yeah. We thank you um, for for the time and great conversation. Great conversation. Yeah. We're gonna throw this shit up and hopefully get some great engagement from that. All right, guys. See you all next time. <laughs> oh, about this. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at vspdirect.com.
You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 